0: what is up guys it's me again your host Jalen here in front of the podcast of love and basketball the great NBA debates the number one podcast in the world today guys Sadly, it's my last podcast, so we gotta go out with a bang. We've been covering this first month of the NBA season in depth so much. It's been really fun, but since this series is coming to an end, it's only right that we do it the cool way and answer some juicy questions. Let's get it. Alright, first question. Last night, Golden State Warriors point guard Stephen Curry sprained his right ankle in a close comeback win against the New Orleans Pelicans. Unfortunately, Curry will miss the next two weeks. How will this affect the Golden State Warriors? It's sad to hear that Stephen Curry got hurt. I like him a lot. He's a superstar in this league. Anytime a superstar gets hurt and has to miss the game, it's a very unfortunate sight. However, His injury won't affect the Warriors by much. Like, it's the Warriors we're talking about. It's not like Curry is the only star in the team. This is an all-star roster of a team. There's a whole three other stars on this team. Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. That's enough to beat their competition in these upcoming two weeks. They play the Charlotte Hornets. Should be a win. They play the Detroit Pistons. May be their toughest game in the next two weeks because the Pistons are on a roll right now, but they can pull it out. They also play the Portland Trail Blazers. Another win. And they play the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers. Two more easy wins. Worst scenario is the Warriors possibly lose two out of these six upcoming games, I don't see them losing any more. Stephen gone, no big deal for Kevin Durant and Dub City. Golden State Warriors. Stephen Curry should be back in time for the Christmas Day game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. A very anticipated game, a must-watch. Last year they lost on Christmas Day to a clutch game-winning shot of Kyrie Irving. This year, without Kyrie Irving, we'll see who wins this game. All right, next question. The Cleveland Cavaliers just beat the Chicago Bulls last night, extending their current winning streak to 12 games. How far do you see this streak going? The Cavs are having fun right now, but all this fun will come to an end on Christmas Day. They'll have a sad Christmas, actually, because I think they're going to lose to Golden State Warriors on their Christmas game. The Cavs' streak is super hyped up, in my opinion. Yes, they're doing good after starting this season like complete trash, But 10 out of the 12 teams they beat on the streak have losing records. It's not like they beat some worthy names on the streak. And until Christmas Day, they don't play any other teams that are in the top three of their conference. So I applaud the Cavs. But when they add some competition to that streak and win, then I may think they're actually a fierce team. LeBron's playing very good right now, but that's LeBron. Like When do we ever see LeBron not play good? I want to see his teammates step it up a bit. They're playing decent on this streak, but can they sustain this level of play against an elite team? We'll see on Christmas Day if they can snub a win from the extremely talented Golden State Warriors with Stephen Curry being back on the team and still point guard Isaiah Thomas not playing. Alright, next question. The NBA draft is a huge event for the NBA. Fans watch as young prospects live out their dreams and get selected to play on an NBA roster. It's a wonderful experience to partake in and watch. Every draft class has its players expected to be superstars who then succeed in the NBA or fail. And every draft class has those dark horses, players expected to be average in the NBA but merge into becoming superstars. This past draft of 2017. Who do you think is the top player? I'm proud to say my Duke boy, Jason Tatum. I love him. Every player who goes to Duke, I'm a huge fan of. I love seeing them do good in the league like Kyrie Irving, Rodney Hood, Brandon Ingram, and the newest alumni, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, he's balling right now. Early before a draft night when the Boston Celtics gave up their number one pick to the Philadelphia 76ers in a trade for the 76ers' number third pick, and future first-round pick. And what people then thought was a horrible trade because it was the Celtics passing up on the top rookie prospect at the time, Markel Fultz, fans were livid. Like The Boston Celtics fans were very pissed off that they drafted Jason Tatum instead of Fultz. But now... I know these fans are super happy of that past decision because Jason Tatum, like I said, he's balling. He's a rookie, but he's not playing like a rookie at all. Like, they can't do nothing but be happy about that past choice. Tatum, he's playing like he should have been the number one pick. He's only a rookie, but he's playing like a vet. His Three-point percentage is out the roof, the best in the league, actually, with 51%, meaning he makes about half the threes he takes in a game, which is very excellent. Then he's also proven that he's a very clutch star too. In the fourth quarter, Kyrie Irving has another player who can score rather than himself, making the Boston Celtics a deadly fourth quarter team. You literally have to blow them out to beat them because if the game is close in the fourth quarter most likely the Celtics will pull out a win. Tatum, he's an all-around player who have a very bright future in the NBA. All right, next question. With the month of November finally coming to an end, we have our first NBA players of the month. LeBron James of the Cleveland Cavaliers and James Harden of the Houston Rockets. How do you think their seasons will shape out? Well, they're both elite athletes, both one and two in the MVP race right now. I think it's finally James Harden's turn to win this MVP, though. He's been coming up short just these past three years, finishing second almost like each year. Right now, though, he's dominating the league, and the Houston Rockets are coasting in first place in the Western Conference. No team can find the answers to stop James Harden in these Firing hot rockets if he keeps up this excellent level of play without doubt i see him bringing home that mvp at the end of the year and i would be so proud of him because i love james Harden. he would be the first six man to win the mvp which is a huge accomplishment to move from being on the bench and being the six man winning that award to finally getting the mvp so many six men in the league will look up to him Now, LeBron James has previously stated he's balling out the gym right now. Some of his basketball in his whole career right now is being played at its best level. The wear and tear on LeBron's body, though, may be catching up to him because he's starting to get a little old. So I feel like he should not be stressing so much over the regular season rather than the playoffs because LeBron is getting up there. Right now, he's averaging 37 minutes per game which is a ton of minutes a game, I feel like it'll eventually catch up to him. But if he doesn't think so, then I say keep balling. All right, guys, it's about that time. Time for the final debate. Today's debate question is a good one. I had to make it good since this is the final podcast. Mainly when people discuss legends, this debate is the first question they bring up. Will LeBron retire as the GOAT? the greatest of all time well i may be a tad bit biased because like i'm a huge chicago bulls fan so you know where i'm about to go with this but i'm gonna have to say no like the only goal in my books is the michael jordan number 23 for the bulls the one and only his numbers were amazing and not only that he was a force to be reckoned with on that court he could do it all shoot defend You name it. And here's why I think LeBron will not catch up to Jordan as a dominant player. LeBron is currently in his 15th NBA season, while Michael Jordan only played 15 seasons. So I know people say, well, LeBron still has about six more years left. But obviously, stats of LeBron should surpass Jordan's with a whole extra six years. So I'm going to start comparing the stats now. Michael Jordan averaged 30.1 points per game throughout his entire career, while LeBron is only averaging 27.2. I know that's like a three-point difference, but Jordan beats him by a little. And just in Jordan's third year in the league, he averaged 37.1 points per game. That's nearly 40 points per game in your third year in the league. That's incredible. The career-high season for LeBron in points per game is only 30. Michael Jordan won 10 points scoring titles, and LeBron only won one, so that's a whole nine more than LeBron. Now, obviously, Jordan was a better scorer. Everybody knows that, but that's not the sole reason why he is better than LeBron. Also, Jordan was a superb defender. He averaged 2.3 steals throughout his career, while LeBron is only averaging 1.6. Jordan had a defensive win share of 64.1, while LeBron's is only 62.3, a little higher, but still better. Also, Jordan, he won one Defensive Player of the Year award, which is not a lot, but LeBron didn't win one. He hasn't won a Defensive Player of the Year award yet, and he probably won't win one. Jordan, he was selected in the NBA First Defensive Team nine times, while LeBron was only selected five times. All these stats are pointing to like why Jordan was more of a dominant player than LeBron. Lastly, LeBron, he has been to the finals seven times. One more time than Jordan, actually, because Jordan has only been six. But out of those seven times, LeBron has gone, guess how many times he's won? Three. He's only won three of them. So out of seven, three. He has a three for four record. That's a losing record in the finals. Jordan, he's been to the finals six times and won all six. Also, Michael Jordan, he never, ever played in a game seven in the finals, like he didn't need a game seven, meaning that the Bulls were so dominant that they didn't have to play a final intense game to win the season. LeBron, he has played numerous game sevens in the finals. And if we compare their playoff stats, Jordan is still better than LeBron. Jordan's better in the season and playoffs, so that's still uncomparable. LeBron does have a good solid four to five years left in the league, in my opinion. And numbers wise, I do see him passing Jordan in totals, but still not in per game stats, which is like the correct way to compare the two since they play a different amount of seasons. Also, I don't see LeBron winning two more championships, meaning he will retire with less rings than Jordan. I could see LeBron possibly winning one more. Possibly. That's a hard possibly like they'll have to beat the Golden State Warriors, which is a hard thing to do. But that's it unless he like joins an already stacked team. So LeBron won't retire with more rings than Jordan. LeBron, he's a great player, but I have him retiring as the second greatest of all time. Sadly, not as the first, but that's still a huge accomplishment to be up there. But alright, guys, that's the whistle telling me to wrap it up. Did I convince you that Jordan is actually the goal and not LeBron? If not, you still think LeBron is, or you may possibly think another player in the league is. Let me know in the comments. This is my last podcast. What a series it has been. Also, tell me, what do you think about the series? Did you like it? Did you not like it? How can I improve it? Just let me know with some feedback. This is the conclusion of the show. Love and Basketball, The Great NBA Debates. Hosted by me, Jalen, signing off. Have a nice rest of your day. Deuces!